I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Today, we are talking about a huge name that might be headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers that they have some reported interest in. And minicamp is underway the last three days of Steelers practice before we take the final break before football season has arrived and we are off to Latrobe. It's a rainy day here in the park, but it much, much needed rain. Like it is oh, yeah. ridiculously hot in Pittsburgh the last couple of weeks. You're coming back from a wedding. The Thompsons took over what Brooklyn, Bronx? Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, yeah. New York. Beautiful. Yeah. How you feel, my friend? Feeling good. Uh I think the hangover has successfully passed. I <laughs> sweated that all out yesterday. There's there's Beautiful. no more tequila left in Brooklyn. Just so you're nice. aware. We drank nice. it all. So if you're looking for some, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but no, it was a great time. It was a lovely ceremony. I, I like my family. I love my my two cousins. They were. It, it was. It was a great time. And there's, I, it's just. It's really funny seeing um like the cousins that are my age start to get married. It's like, oh man, this is uh, people are getting <laughs> older, man. This is this is a lot. But yeah, a good that's time. scary. That's scary. What? So your cousins were twenty three, got married. Oh no no no! They're, well, they're oh, okay. they're like older than me, but like uh, I was gonna go, say, I was like, I was like, you don't keep, don't panic, don't panic. No, no, fine. but you keep going down the line of like succession. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we're we're getting close. It's it's bearing down. Like yeah yeah, it's, you're running out of you're running out of names before uh, people oh, are just yeah. gonna look at you. You yeah. you gonna get married anytime soon? It's like nah, I'm actually uh, I hang out with myself a lot, and it's right. yeah, it's right. rather it's rather. I'm, fun. I'm just a kid. I'm still a teenager. It's, <laughs> <laughs> we, the fact that you said that a uh, hangover is is only what's a hangover? What how long is it? Because I got I got I was hungover last last weekend. Just mm-hmm. literally party or not even a party. Our neighbors invited us over for a fire, and I decided that why would I have one bottle of of cider when I could have three? Right. And you know the hangover lasted until about Tuesday afternoon. So what's a what's a hangover for you? Well, they're certainly much worse than they were when I was uh, when yeah. I was in school, but I don't know. They weren't that bad, honestly. So, like, I also I have a friend in New York that I I was seeing uh, that I saw like at you know on Sunday after everybody kind of cleared out. Um, a visitor killed some time before my flight, and I think it took me until my flight was real late. It probably took me until I had boarded my flight at nine o'clock <laughs> last night before I was like, oh, this is clear. I feel fully like this you feel, is behind me. Yeah, you feel yeah. good to go. That's uh that's not terrible. One one full day, I feel like is acceptable. And it yeah. and it, you know what I mean, wake up the next morning. Like I got buddies who like wake up at eight AM and they're just like, Yeah, man, I feel terrible, but I'll be ready to go. And I'm just like, right. nobody talked to me for three days. Minimum yeah, some- Sometimes it's just kind of like you just got to power through, but like, yeah, 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 we're, we're all adults here, you know, like that's, right. the, you know, you just, you just communicate less and everybody thinks you're miserable, which you are, but mm. you know, you just, you don't mean to be, you just, you just, you just move on with your day. It's called being an adult. 
easy easy but i'm happy for you i'm glad uh shout out to the happy couple wish them nothing but uh love and a great marriage i guess i don't know what to say on those things same all right. I, I also I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no idea. All right, let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers football. There is a major report out there from Jeff Hartman of Behind the Steel Curtain that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in on Washington Commanders defensive end Chase Young. The the report also claims that you know they also they obviously have to fi- figure out how to accommodate Chase Young's salary cap. It's a little over ten million dollars this season. It's the last year of his deal. Uh, he was declined the fifth year option. So the Steelers would have to rework a long-term contract with them. If they decided to stay a lot of questions, compensations, obviously in there, Alex Highsmith's futures in there, where chase young would play. Is it there a million questions come with the report of the Steelers being in on chase young. You are the, the rumor, the report, you know, I think Jeff deserves for this to be credible, but at the same time, there's a lot of questions that come with it. Do you think it's, it's got traction. Do you think the Steelers, you know, cause there's a, there's a difference between in on and, you know, just like making a phone call and being like, Hey, right. is he available for a fifth round pick? Nope. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, right. I was going to say, I think this, this reads to me more as Omar Khan just doing his homework, doing his due diligence um, and looking into what it would take. Yeah. I don't know how, how serious it is. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's something the Steelers are, or this is a player that the Steelers are really pressed about getting. I don't think it's a position they're really pressed about bulking up or adding some or adding, you know, a real big name like Chase Young. Um, yep. I, I would feel really confident going into the season with the group that they have right now, um, kind of led by TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, obviously. I think the other question is like, it Chase Young is a big name. Is he better than Alex Highsmith? Like, is no. he upgrade over like he'd be what your third defensive end, mm-hmm. your third outside linebacker. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's worth a $10 million cap hit. In my yeah. Opinion. And, and a trade, like what is the second, you know, it's, he's a former second overall pick. He's still on his rookie deal. It's he's dealt with injuries, but it's not like chase young is, is a name that you're like, ah, this guy's a bust. We'll give you a fourth round pick for it. Like you're giving up a first round pick for chase young. That's yeah. probably, it's a set most likely what you're going to give up for him. And I agree with you. I don't think he's better than Alex Highsmith. And I think that if you brought Chase Young in, that's exactly what he is, is he's your third outside edge rusher. And like at that point, is he? there's questions that come with that because what are you doing with Marcus Golden? And, and we don't know what Marcus Golden is in Pittsburgh yet, so I get that. But Nick Herbig is a name that the Steelers want to work out. He's a rookie. They have obviously have hopes for him. He's been impressing at minicamp, and I get that the pads aren't on, but still, it's early impressions. You're just like adding a bunch of questions, kind of. It, there's always that phrase. It's better to have more talent than not enough talent. But sometimes you find yourself in a predicament where that talent is just too much talent. Like you you don't want Alex Highsmith and Chase Young to compete for a starting job because that's Alex Highsmith's job. And he's right. really good at it. And he's a really good complement to TJ Watt. And the longer that those two play together, the better they're going to get with each other. It just, he's going to be cheaper than Chase Young on his next contract. It just makes a ton of sense to let Alex Highsmith be that guy with no questions. And Chase Young brings all of those questions. You know, there there will be fans that just religiously tell you Chase Young should start over Alex Highsmith if he has a bad game. There will be people who are immediately out on Nick Herbig. Marcus Golden probably doesn't even have a roster spot anymore. Too many questions. I think that that's the biggest concern with them. And then you get into 
you know, like you could create $10.6 million in cap space, but are you giving up a first round pick for a guy or, or even like a, a second round pick at best, I think, for a guy that's going to be here for a season? Are you going to sign him to a long term deal and say, hey, you're our third outside linebacker? Here's a huge contract like that doesn't make any sense. either. Like people are people are questioning Alex Highsmith and whether or not they should pay him because they already paid T.J. Watt. There's no way you pay all three of them. That just doesn't make right. any sense at all. Right. And I'm not throwing all of the all of these resources behind one year. Mm-hmm. It w- would likely be one year of Chase Young. Um, yeah. I think there's like also a reason that Washington is is kind of out on him and shopping him too. like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's exactly lived up to kind of this generational pass rusher talent yeah. that he was kind of built with when he came into the league. And obviously the injuries are, are, are a big part of that, but I don't know. I It's just, it would be a lot to to throw behind someone who's who's not a sure thing in really any sense of, yep. right, like just from where he would play to how much he could produce to is he an upgrade at, certain posi- at, at a certain position. Uh, none of this really makes a whole lot of sense to me. So that's why, I mean, like you said, like I said, or like you said too, like if they can throw a fifth round pick at the problem and, and get chase young, go for it. But yeah, that's not, I don't really see that happening now. And, and here's the thing. This was brought up to me the other day is chase young kind of gives you like Jadavion clowny vibes, like supposed to be this generational mm. talent. So good, unstoppable, real good, you know, really good at one thing for Jadavion clowny. It's like, he's a really good pass pass rusher but like not not really you know chase young's kind of like the same thing and he's gonna bounce around like it kind of gives you those vibes where it's like Jadavion Clowney's been from team to team he's been a journeyman but he's been paid well everywhere he's gone and played like the next tier down of his paycheck and chase young right now is going to be that same guy and I think that chase young has you know if he could stay healthy has an extremely bright future ahead of him and could be you know, could be everything that we thought he was going to be coming into the NFL. And he's still so young that you have to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick him while he's down. But if he's on that same trajectory, you're going to just pay a guy to be, to be an outside linebacker three, you know, to be that third edge rusher and have that third edge rusher potential. And you're just not looking for that in in Pittsburgh. Like you have a guy in Nick Herbig that you hope turns into that. If not, you have Marcus Golden, you, you could continue to work this like you could go out and draft a guy in the second and the third round for the next five years. And one of them is going to stick. You know, you will eventually find a guy that allows you to be that third edge rusher. You don't need to go spend a boatload of money on this guy. I think that, you know, to just to be honest, like I think that the reports. I think that somebody made a phone call. I think that phone call got shut down very soon, very rather quickly. You know, that got out and. The steel it got out as the Steelers are doing their homework and they're in on Chase Young. And they probably are, just like they're in on every single person who's available. You know, I'm sure that they call every if you're not a quarterback, I'm sure that they're making a phone call and saying, Hey, what's what's the price? Sounds good. We're out. See you later. You know, that's who Omar Khan. He's a quick to the point type of guy. When a fifth round pick got turned down, I'm sure that it was just like, ah, you know what? Let's see what it is. But uh, yeah, I just yeah. don't think I don't think it holds much ground. I think it's uh it's a tough predicament to be in if you're Chase Young. But I, I also think that like they did this to to Payne last year, two years ago, right? Like they mm-hmm. declined his fifth year option and then they gave him a boatload of money. Maybe that's what they're gonna do with Chase Young. Like I don't know. But the Steelers did. I mean, over I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Last last week, the end of last week, they had the fifth best odds to land Chase Young. I think it was like eight to one odds. I'm like, there's got to be something there, you know? Right. Vegas, I trust Vegas more than I trust any report ever. Yeah, that is, yeah. That I I would agree with that, um, but yeah I I just I think you make a good point about the Jadavion Clowney comparison. Like you just I feel like every third off season or something, there's always like six segments on Sports Center every day about like oh who's gonna land Jadavion Clowney, and then yeah. season comes around and he's like a non-factor on whatever team. That Not he yeah for Cleveland like that's for the last couple of years it's just like it's like Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. Ooh, that's it's scary. Like, oh, yeah, it's like forgot, I forgot about Jadavion Clowney. Won't lie to you. We're mid game. Totally forgot he was on the field. Right. Like, yeah, no, he's not. He's not elite. It's and right now Chase Young isn't either. And he's not worth ten point six million dollars and right. whatever trade compensation you got to go get him. But wish him all the best. And I think that uh, I think other names were in there. The, the report also claimed that they're out on Delvin Cook, which I'd like to also acknowledge. You know, anybody who thought that they were in on <laughs> Dalvin Cook, I don't know, you know where I don't know where he's going to play, but it's not going to be. I mean, maybe fullback. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't turn know him into a slot it. receiver or something. Some yeah, yeah. Like whereas, yeah, you're just not going to put wide receiver. Nothing but running backs on the field all yeah. season long. It's just Najee. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Wildcat. Every single play. Kenny doesn't even have a job. Right. Just out, out on quarterbacks. We're just we're going to make a whole offense out of running backs. And we'll... Yeah. Najee's yeah, our left absolutely. tackle. Najee's our left tackle, and uh, <laughs> Alfonso Graham is playing some slot receiver. Oh yeah, Monty the Mullet's lining up there next to Connor Hayward, and there yeah, it is. Yeah, there we go. There it is. That's the backfield. Yeah, could work. No, that one. Uh, that one makes z- absolutely zero sense. And yes. actually, I talked about it the other day. Hurts Najee Harris because I think that if you're Dalvin Cook getting released, Najee's future with his yeah, next contract that, is. Scary. I didn't even think about that. That is crazy. Like. If you're a running back, you're sweating. Like this is a big year for you. Honestly, you got to kind of prove that you're. Well, but honestly, though, you also don't want to have too good a year and you know demand some more money because. Yep, that's what I'm saying. You, it's better to be cheap. It's it really is. It's it's better. You'll have a job, and you know, like it, if you're making if you're a running back and you're making nine million dollars a year, like that's almost the sweet spot right now because anything over, chances are you're going to get cut or you're not going to get signed at all, and right. you know that's a tough spot. To, and Najee's. Now she's going to be old. Like it's, yeah. it's right. Cause Zeke has, about to be. Zeke hasn't been signed yet. Has he? Nope. Zeke's still on the market. Uh, Leonard Fournette's on the market. Kareem Hunt's still on the market. Kareem Hunt doesn't even have the baggage. Like he doesn't even right. have the he miles. Have mile. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Still on, still on the market. Josh Jacobs and Saquon are both under the tag. That, that's two. Like Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Saquon was fourth. Both of those only got franchise tagged. Yeah. 20. I think they're both 25 years old. Like, Ter- Dalvin Cook's th- 27 and he's the healthiest season. It's terrifying time to be a running back. Right. Not going to end up in Pittsburgh. Just well, and at a happen. well, and at a time, like I can't remember what the exact stat was, but I remember hearing last year, like passing on to like, I don't know. I, I want to say it was like pre 1960 number. Like p- people were Dang. running the ball a lot more um, last year than they have in in a really long time so like running backs are more valuable than they've ever been than they've yep. been in a long time and still you're getting guys cut left and right like yep. really good really good superstar players 
Yep. Yep. It's got, it holds no value. It's tough. It's a tough time to be, to be a running back. And you like think back, I said this on Friday, you think back like, you know, us growing up or at least me growing up, you know, like Willie Mc, Will, Willis McGahee played until like, you know, into his thirties with like, bro, like I remember this guy that like listening to games and they'd be like, you know, McGahee's out here running with broken ribs and he 200 yards and he's 30 years old. And I'm like, that would never, you know, Fred Jackson played until he's about 40. Adrian Peterson still might be in the NFL. I don't even know. <laughs> you know, they're like, and I mean, yeah, something Fra- switched. Like, Frank Gore was like that, that Frank guy for me when I was growing up. Yep. Yeah, that was, yeah, he, cause he only retired like a couple years ago, maybe. Yeah. 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 And I don't, yeah, I don't even think it's been five. I don't think he's been up. I don't think he's up for the hall of fame yet. And that's, you know, now it's like 27 years old. You're done. Career's over. Right. Like, you know, you're a backup <laughs> making minimal money. That's wild. Wild. Najee will be 20, pushing 29 years old when he comes off his rookie deal. It's Jeez. a tough time to be Najee Harris. I know. I know. Friends, family, and loved ones. I bet you haven't purchased a Father's Day gift yet, have you? Not to fear, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are here. I'm talking about our friends at Manscaped. They're saving the day yet again with the total package for the father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade his game from waist to face with this exclusive offer. Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. Let's start with the ultimate Father's Day MVP, the Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, he'll find their signature lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. And we can't forget about the moneymaker. Manscaped has absolutely changed the game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit for fathers around the world. Including in the Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and two free gifts with their signature beard comb and scissors. We all know dads love their comfort. If his grooming routine is already dialed, make sure to hook him up with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxer briefs breathe without breaking a sweat. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And all you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Make this Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. All right, let's talk uh, Let's talk this week ahead for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minicamp, final three days of practice before they take the final break. And we return to Latrobe, St. Vincent College. Very excited to be back there. Hit up Sharky, hit up a little, uh, little food here, a little town there. You know, have a good time. Um, some storylines that you're looking for this week as we enter minicamp and the, the last little bit of practice before we, before we move into, into this final little break here. Well, I think what's at the top of my mind is, is really the defensive backfield, specifically the corners and that, you know, like slot, slot corner, nickel corner type position. They've, they've got some options there um, and some new names, honestly, that yep. are like shooting to the top of the list after some, some good practices. Elijah Riley is a guy that I know you wrote about this week. Um, a guy who looked really good last week. Do you think that he is is maybe a real contender with you know Duke Dawson and Chaden Sullivan uh, yeah. for, for that slot corner spot? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The thing is, is you know Chaden Sullivan's obviously going to be the favorite as of right now. But me and you have both talked about 
you know, it doesn't really come here with a bunch of impression, impressive numbers. Like he's not really a guy that, that you're like, oh, this guy's instantly there. Elijah Riley did look, he looked real, real good. And I talked to him last year when he signed with the Steelers as are off the, the Jets practice squad, like in the middle of the season, he played four games. They eventually signed him to the active roster. He was a safety and like just pretty much primarily a safety. I talked to him last week, the end of last week. He told me that he's playing just nickel pretty much. You know, still knows every position on the defense, but he's playing pretty much nickel. They want him to compete for that slot job. He's got experience there. That's where he played in college. And he said that what he kind of prides himself on is he's got an ability to rush off the edge that he doesn't think anybody else in Pittsburgh has, which I think is huge because, you know, that brings you, that gives you Mike Hilton vibes. You know what I mean? Especially if you got Patrick Peterson, who's going to be like that cover. Like, you know, if T Higgins is in the slot, Patrick Peterson's going out there type of guy, you need somebody who's going to be able to rush the quarterback. If, if Elijah Riley could do that, that's huge. I also like that he's moved down because Elijah's always struck me as a very talented and smart guy. Like last year when I talked to him a couple of times and even watching him in the small limited time that he had in practice and, and in games, you could tell that this guy like understands like, you know, he's from I, he's from Army. So they those guys mm-hmm. to me always kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like they, I'm just like these guys know, you know, they're they're as disciplined as discipline gets. To play safety last year, you have to learn the whole defense, which I think is huge. And then to move into the nickel, you know, you get to focus on one position while also understanding the entire defense around you from the year before, which I think gives him an upper hand. Plus, it's his second year. Duke Dawson's his second year, too. But, you know, he different story, only played corner, now kind of moving inside. I think I think Riley's a name um, to definitely watch in the slot. I think another guy who impressed me as well as Luke Barku, who told reporters last week that he actually had a couple of couple of big plays, pick six at one point against oh. Mitch Trubisky, which is huge. Yeah, this guy is only mm-hmm. 24 years old, comes from the XFL, never made it in the NFL, but comes back. I think he's a sleeper, kind of like like Hakeem Butler took took over the XFL signings right. for the Steelers. You know, but he's like, oh, this guy's going to be awesome. Luke Barku, Barku snuck his way in here. Impressing. I think it's really tough for anybody on the outside to make the roster. Yeah, but I think it's a name. I definitely think it's a name to watch in competition with like James Pierre and those guys. Really, really, even pushing James Pierre because I feel like James Pierre is a pretty not established, but I think he's a guy that the Steelers really like, and uh, that's that's just interesting. Like, what makes you say that uh, Barku was able to do last week, or is James Pierre maybe not? You're not as impressed with him. No, no, I'd say it's 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 more off Barku. Like, I think that at this point. You look at it like Barku's 24. My, I think the biggest misunderstanding is that James Pierre is 27. So, mm. you know, like the youth of his is. career. Is, yeah, is he's, here, is but like, he is. yeah, he is what he is. He's here. This is what you're going to get out of James Pierre. Maybe he's going to get a little bit better, but he's not going to get a ton better. Barku comes in here and he's 24 years old. He hasn't really landed on an NFL team extensively yet. He made some plays in the XFL. He played inside and outside, which I thought was really nice. This is a guy that you can mold more. This is a guy that still has some upside. You know what I mean? That you could that you could look at and say, well, this is pretty much a, like he's a rookie. You know, that at this point, he's pretty much a rookie. If he comes in here and he continues to impress, like you got to look at him and say, do you, do you take the guy with more upside or do you take the guy that you're more comfortable with? And I think James Pierre is a very capable corner on the outside. Like if you mm-hmm. put James Pierre out there in a do or die situation, you know, because injuries or whatever, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not going to get the job done. I think he will. But again, like, you know, for your final cornerback spot, is that are you looking for that like minimal comfortability? Or are you looking for some upside? I think I think Barku's got a little bit of upside there. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. I, I think the defensive backfield is probably the most interesting. Just not even just how the the corners are all going to shake out, but I think the like how the safety snaps get split up and like how those yep. guys like kind of all fit in together with each other, like between Keanu Neal and Peterson and and then Minka and KZ. I think there's there's a lot of moving parts back there that and, and there are so many guys who I think could contribute in like a really like if if you would be really comfortable with most of those guys being in the starting lineup yeah. on, on week one. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's, you know, like I, uh, I've, I've been on a 2k kick, you know, I oh, try yeah. to bring video mm-hmm. games into here as much as possible. Yeah. been on a 2k kick, have a, have a 2k roster right now. That is just like a bunch of, you know, good, but not great. Like all yeah. like 80 average guys. And every one of them plays like six minutes, you know? Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. and I fresh just think legs, like man. yeah, that's... all the time. Yeah. yeah. And if the Steelers want to utilize that and have fresh legs at all times, like, you know, that's the best way to stay healthy. That's the best way to keep your defense fresh. And that's the best way to, to to continue to make moves without, you know what I mean, taking too much of a risk. And if everybody's good, everybody's good. So I think that's those are two names to definitely watch in minicamp this week. I would like to see, you know, a little bit more. And I think the other thing is, like, with the defensive back, it's like a corner or it's like a wide receiver. Like, those, there are not many positions that can impress you in helmets and shorts cornerback is one of them so if you are going to impress now it's it's a little bit of a head start i do feel pretty good about it uh i there's another there's two maybe two other spots that i'm very interested to talk about or to look at it at minicamp cam or connor hayward excuse me said at the end of last week that he could beat quote unquote any linebacker in the nfl and i you know i'm not going to say i don't believe him i think i do believe him I want to see it. Like, I want to see, I want, right. I want to start to see Connor Hayward everywhere. I want to start to see the utilities, you know, Swiss army knife of Connor Hayward, put him in the slot, put him in the halfback, you know, line him up at tight end, maybe play a little running back. I just want to see him everywhere. And I want to see him make plays because if that's the, if that's the, you know, the key, if that's what he truly believes, like there's a part of me that thinks Connor Hayward c- could have a little bit of like Wes Welker in him, you know, not, mm. Okay. Not super athletic, not super fast. Doesn't really, you know, he's not going to, he's a game. He could be a game changer, but there's nothing about him that like stands out and screams. Oh, this guy is, but he's just very reliable. I think, I think Connor could be somewhat used in that same realm. I mean, you are very familiar with the Wes Welker days. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. It was a, he was, yeah, he was Julian Edelman before he was Julian, before Julian Edelman was a thing. He was, he was, he both, he both really, he was a great Patriot. He also killed us when he was, uh, I think he was with the Broncos yeah, Bronco. in his career. Yep. yep. Yeah, Those Broncos teams were really annoying. They were <laughs> like with Peyton and Demarius Thomas. I lost my, and, yep. Demarius Thomas. Yeah. That uh, Ronnie Hillman was over there. Yeah. Uh, that I lost, uh, I lost my first ever sports bet to in a, in one of those matchups. I put, I bet it was, it was Brady's, I don't know. It was like it was like Brady like had like one ridiculous year mm-hmm. and it was the it wasn't the year that that Denver won the Super Bowl. It was mm-hmm. the year before where they made the Super Bowl didn't win it. And I they were playing New England in the Patriots or in the playoffs and I I remember I had 50 bucks. Like I was still I was still in school like in mm-hmm. high school I believe and I had 50 bucks cash and I was like we're doing it. Found a bookie put 50 bucks on the on the patriots to to win they lost i didn't bet again for like 10 years hell yeah i was, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was, like, I was like this is stupid why would we that was the why would anyone the do this this sucks this. yeah um, it was i was so mad dude i was broke i couldn't buy lunch at work the next day i remember i was i was so and my dad just like made me he was like i told you told you not to bet on on sports it's a bad idea you know and nowadays he 
Yeah. It just you showed just him. You... <laughs> <laughs> if you check my FanDuel account, I have yeah. not. He has definitely been correct the yeah, entire yeah. time. But that is my first. That's my first ever sports bet. But that's who he gives me those vibes. I would like to see him be utilized everywhere. I'd like to see him start. Like I'd like Connor Hayward to be to be a headline this week and to be like, oh, okay. This guy's in the mix. You know, Calvin Austin was the guy last week. Allen Robinson's made some plays that that have stood out that we've talked about. I want to see Connor Hayward be that next piece to say, oh, okay, yeah, let's let's talk about this guy. Yeah, I would really like to see something from Connor Hayward, like Connor Hayward, like really anything. I feel like we heard a lot about what he could be and yep. all the potential he has. Um, it hasn't really materialized outside of like a touchdown catch against Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it was a nice catch. Don't get me wrong. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't know. There's a lot of talk about what he could be. And I, I just I kind of feel like I need to see it to believe it. I know you're a big yep. I know you're a Connor Hayward believer, but I, I don't know how how there I am yet. Um, I agree. I think the potential is there. But like unless it actually can get put to work, uh, I'm I'm not. I'm going to reserve some judgment about Connor Hayward. I yep. I just I'm. Um, Cause like I, I think there is also a, a an element of if you have three positions or two positions, you don't really have one. And I feel like they're yeah. trying to shoehorn him into an offense that just might not have room for him. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily a bad player, but I just, I, I'm really unsure of where he fits in. Yeah, I, look, I get that. Like you know, people got to remember he's a sixth, he's a sixth round pick. Like he's, you know, he's a year into his NFL career. Like. Just me as well. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I think Connor Hayward could be very good, but he's a sixth round pick and he's the second year in the NFL. Like at, and he doesn't have a position, you know, there's, there are obvious, there are obvious concerns. And I think a little bit of like overhype for a guy, it's like the Mark Robinson. Like you got to pump the brakes every time you talk about him. Cause you're like, you got to remember this guy's a seventh round pick. Who's a second year in the league. Like, right. There are going to be, it's going to be a learning curve and it's going to be a long one. And I think Connor Hayward kind of falls into the same way, but you know, mini camps, it, a, a good week to watch that tra- uh, training camp. Once we get out to the trouble will be, yeah. you know, that's, that's the, all right, let's see if a linebacker could defend you. Cause if he can, that's concerning. If right. he can't, cause cool. Steelers got some linebackers now. Like they got some guys who can yeah. play. Like he's going to, he's going to get tested pretty well. At Latrobe. And if he can, if he can come out on the right side of those battles, then I'll, I'll be the first one to say I was wrong. And I'm a Connor Hayward believer, but I want to yep. see it. hundred percent. I agree. Last thing that I'm looking for is running back three. At this point, we know it's, it's the Najee Harris show. We know it's the Jalen Warren show. We've talked about how good both of them look. I want to know who running back three is, is does Anthony McFarlane hold a lead? Like, is this his year? Is this finally his time to shine? Is Alfonso Graham, the guy that's about to start our, our, our step up and make some plays. Did you hear over the weekend that he called out Minka last week? And got smoked. No, I didn't. What happened? Oh, let's see if I could find the if I could find the the picture. Um, he they were doing one on one drills, and he like like a running back, wide receiver, whatever, yeah. or running back versus defender, mm-hmm. and they just you know just kind of run at each other and try to try to do a little move, and no no pads, and he decided that he was that he was calling out that he was calling out Minka Fitzpatrick and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me bring it up here. This is this is this is what happened when you <laughs> this is what happens when you call Minka Fitzpatrick as an undrafted rookie. That is uh that's Alfonso Ooh. Graham. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Minka Fitzpatrick. Um didn't didn't end well for the rook at all. 
It was uh it was, it was, it was yeah, a, yeah, that looks a little rough. A, yeah, it was a rough play. Definitely a rough play. I would uh I would I would say that he'll probably learn from that one, but I do give him some respect to uh call out to call out Minka Fitzpatrick on that one. Is it gonna be him? Is Darius uh, is uh Darius, what well, I'm blanking I'm on the name. Right here. I can look up. HBCU guy coming out. Uh, Darius, 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 Darius. Where nah, he's not even going to be on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, was he just signed? Oh, Darius Haggins. Thank Darius you. Haggins. Oh, I, yes, yes, yes. I, yes, yes, yes. Darius, Darius Haggins. Virginia State. Um, Virginia State. Virginia State. Is yeah. he going to be there as well? Who's you know like who's going to be the who's going to be the RB three? Uh, Jason yeah. Huntley's still there as well. I need somebody to step up. I know. Justice for Anthony McFarland. I think Anthony McFarland. I, I don't know. I don't understand how he's never even, I mean, not not never earned a roster spot, but like why he's never. I just I just feel like he's very underappreciated. I feel like there's a lot of meat on that bone. He could really, he could really help this team in a couple of different ways, like either on special teams, like change a pace back. I like Jalen Warren's got some speed to him, but. Yep. Imagine just giving it to Anthony McFarlane on a jet sweep and just letting him run and just say, find a hole and hit it. Like I, I would really like to see Anthony McFarlane get some shine and get a little bit more respect or send him somewhere where he will. Like I, I think yep. that I think he can play. I, I really like Anthony McFarlane. These undrafted guys, uh, Graham and uh, Graham and Higgins, you kind of got to see him actually play. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Anthony McFarland, I, I like him. I, I'm, don't have a favorite in this, but I, I think Anthony McFarland would be, if I was, if I'm Mike Tomlin, that's the guy that I think should, he's my favorite. And he's the guy I'm saying, you should win this. Like you should be our running back three. Like there's, there's really no reason that you shouldn't, you shouldn't let these guys beat you out. Yep. But you got to prove it, you know, and you gotta, you gotta really be there. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think Anthony McFarland, I've been an Anthony, Anthony McFarland dude. I think that, He's capable of so many things. He adds a weapon in the return game if you need it. Like what this guy's able to do. And, and don't get me wrong, like he he struggles in some places. Like he's got very lackluster vision at times when it comes to hitting those holes. And he relies on his speed a lot. But as an RB3, like if you could find a way to rely on that speed as well, like if you could use that. It just makes everything speed. It, it, you can't teach speed, man. Right. Like you just can't do it. And if you got it, use it, use it to the best of your ability and try to make plays for it. And that's an RB three. Like you're not asking this guy to be on the field right. ever unless he needs to be. And he proved last year against Indianapolis that he could make plays when called upon and you're not taking a risk. And on top of that, He's still young. He's like 24 years old. Like, it's right. not like Anthony McFarland's old and coming out here and being like, ah, you know, do we really want a veteran? Like, no, he's not a veteran. He's barely a veteran. He's 24. Right. He's got his whole career ahead of him. Like, he's still young, even in running back terms. Mm-hmm. And he's got no tread on his tires. Like, just give him a shot. You know, that's that's how. But he's again, like, I think it is somewhat his job to lose. But at the same time, like. It's been it kind of kind of strikes me as Mason Rudolph, like it's his job to lose. But I think that that grip, that ice is very, very thin for him to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the other, that's the flip side of the coin. Like, yeah, I want him to get an opportunity, but there is probably a reason that he hasn't gotten his opportunity yet. And you just wonder yeah. how long the Steelers are going to hold on to a guy like this who hasn't, I'm not going to say he hasn't done anything, but he, he hasn't exactly proven that he is. It, it's kind of the same as the, uh, the cornerback conversation, the, that point you brought up about, okay, 
I, I get it. Anthony McFarland's not old, but he's had a couple years. You know, you've seen yep. this guy play a little bit. You've seen him in, the, in, in practice. You've gotten a pretty extensive look at him, I feel like. And at, at a certain point, you're going to kind of know what you what you're getting out of him. Mm-hmm. Or at least what he's you're gonna know what he's gonna be in Pittsburgh. Maybe a change of scenery changes that, but you have to make an evaluation of okay, guy we know, guy we're comfortable with, or maybe a guy with some upside or maybe some potential like Higgins or um or Alfonso Graham. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think and I think training camp gives us more of that once the pads come on, but I think that again, running backs in other positions, you could see a lot of good things and you know, like you, you, we've seen signs in the past, like when Jalen Samuels was on his way out, we knew that in OTAs. Mm-hmm. We were like, yeah, this guy's done. You know, Benny Snell looked good. You knew it. Anthony McFarland's looked good. You knew it early. Jalen Warren last year. I mean, I, that's yeah. my thing with picking between these undrafted guys is last year I was so off on Jalen Warren that I'm so nervous to be off. Of like <laughs> last year I was a Duke. What was his name? It was uh, Mateo. Uh, Mateo, Mateo Durant. Durant. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, this dude is the guy, man. He looks mm. so good. And then Jalen Warren just turned into Jalen Warren. And I was, yeah. you know, I've apologized to him since and told him, hey, buddy, I was real wrong on you, but mm. I don't want to be, I don't be wrong again. So I'm just, I'm going to let the play speak for me and then we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it with that. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and find us anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure to check out all of mine and Steven's work at allsteelers.com for all your mini camp updates throughout the week and check out our pick coverage at insidethepanthers.com as well. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy a rainy but another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.